welcome to the Mama Needs a Moment podcast. We are your hosts, Chrissy and Cindy, co-founders of Her Health Collective. We are two moms obsessed with changing the way moms take care of themselves. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. We're thrilled to have you back for another episode of Mama Needs a Moment. Thanks so much for joining us. We are continuing our conversation with Dr. Ann Welsh today. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to the previous episode with Ann, it's episode 92. In that episode, we covered topics such as the five most common struggles that she often hears from working mothers in her office and why she feels these struggles are prevalent. We then moved into a conversation on the difference between integrating work and balance with your work. Dr. Ann shared myths and misconceptions about balance that set working mothers up for failure and about micro movements. So when this episode picks up, she's going to be talking and finishing her thought on the micro movements, integration and balance. We are then moving into the topic of values and why they are so important and how someone is to figure out what their values are. And then we move into talking about the secret gift of parenting and how it's actually beautiful ground for professional development. We hope you enjoy. Dr. Anne Welsh is a mother of four who left her career at Harvard to build a practice supporting women in growing their careers and families. She is a licensed psychologist with a doctorate in counseling psychology, a certified executive coach through the International Federation of Coaching, and a retained certified parental leave coach through the Center for Parental Leave Leadership. Dr. Welsh was a psychologist at Harvard University Health Services and completed a postdoctoral fellowship at the Cambridge Center for Eating Disorders. She is also a, has a true passion for helping overwhelmed mothers feel less alone and enjoy their lives more. Was there anything else that you wanted to add into this idea of integrating in this balance of these micro movements and, and all that we've been talking about within this last question, this last area. Yeah. I mean, I think the other pieces I'd add is just that it's okay within that all, it's okay to set boundaries and it's okay to ask for help. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I often draw on yoga analogies, but you know, sometimes you need a prop, right? Sometimes to balance and oppose, you need to hold on to something or you need a strap or whatever. It's okay to, to take that support. And it's also okay to say no to things, um, right? Like that, that's so much of the work I do is figuring out what am I going to say no to and how can I, can I give myself permission to say no? And, and I try to, you know, remind folks that if no is uncomfortable, remember yeses and nos all come together and think about what you're saying yes to, right? Because as we said, time is finite. We do not have infinite time. So if I say yes to this extra project at work because I'm being asked to do it, I am saying no somewhere else. That could be to my kids. It could be to my sleep. It could be to another project at work that I'm personally more interested in. But there's a no happening if we're saying yes. And there's no like moral high ground here. It's just be okay with both choices and to make sure that you're saying yes to the things you really want to say yes to. Do you have any pointers on helping moms figure out what 
what they want to say yes to, because sometimes that can be paralyzing, right? If, if I go in and I'm thinking, if I say yes to this, which I really want to do, that means I'm saying no to something else. And I, it's like a sliding door moment. So do you have any tips or pointers? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the million dollar question, right? What do you want? And that's the other huge piece of work that I have to do with folks. I mean, as women in particular, we are just totally socialized to turn that off from day one, right? We are told to be good, to not take up space, to be people pleasers, to make everybody else happy and put our needs in the back. And then you become a mother and that's like 1000 times over, right? And and I have so many women that come into my office and are like, I don't know what I want for dinner, let alone like what I want out of my life. And so it's a skill that you, it's like, you have to practice it. You have to turn it back on. And sometimes it is as simple as like, all right, well, what do you want for dinner tonight? Like, let's start there. What flavor of ice cream do you want at the ice cream store? Not what flavor should you have or what did you have last time? And let that color what you have. just, what do you want and so it is, I think with saying no, it is this question of learning to listen to yourself and your wants and quieting out all the noise. And then the other part of that is getting real clear on your values, right? And so if I can know what my values are, then that's a bit of a guiding star, right? Of It gives me something to push against when I'm assessing, do I want to say yes or no to this, right? So I can say, Hmm, this isn't really aligned with what I'm saying I'm valuing. So why am I going to say yes to it? Is that maybe something where I'm going to, maybe I should turn it down instead. Thank you so much for all of that. And those were some really important reminders that you had in there. And I think it's always helpful to hear those on repeat because it's easy to just get, because life gets lifey and it's easy right. to get lost in, in the muck of day to day and forget those things. Um, and so much of what you said was about empowering ourselves. And I think that that's really, really important that we learn how to do that. One of the things we hear from moms most frequently is this, and it's something you mentioned too, in, in our previous part of our conversation, it's this sense of losing who you are when you become a mother. For many, when we become a mom, we discover that we're no longer grounded in the same values, the same habits, the same lifestyle that once made up the core of who we are. You often share about the importance of knowing yourself and your values, which you had actually just recently brought up, both in parenting and at work. Why is the values piece so important? And how does someone figure out who they are and what their values are? Yeah, well, I think the again, the values part is important because when we act in alignment with our values, then we feel more fulfilled. We feel better about ourselves, right? And so when we know them and we can kind of pull on them, then we're more able to make those choices that are aligned rather than acting on autopilot. And, and I think for moms and anyone going through any sort of transitional period, it's okay that those may be changed, right? What I valued as a 18 year old may not be what I value as a 25 year old and may not be what I value as a mom in my thirties or moving on. Like you can periodically reassess those. They're not, you know, fixed personality traits. They're just saying in this moment, in this season of my life, what's important to me. And in terms of figuring out what those are, there's, I mean, first of all, you can Google values exercises. There's a ton of free ones on online. There's a couple that I use and I have my own. So if folks want to, you know, even just send me an email and the show notes, my email hopefully will be there. And I'm happy to send that along as a resource. 
but it, it really comes down to kind of figuring out what are the most important things to me and where do I feel at my best and letting that be the question that kind of guides what you do not what does everyone else want me to do what does everyone else expect to me to do and not what does the internet say a good mom does <laughs> what is important to me for my family for my kids in this moment Again, coming just from a place of empowerment, you have the power here to know yourself, to decide what your values are and to make decisions that are aligned with those values moving forward. I think it's really important and I want to draw attention to the point you make about periodically reassessing your values, because I think it's easy to fall into this trap of pre-motherhood. This thing is so important to me. And it becomes a piece of who you are and how you identify yourself and how you express yourself to the world. And then motherhood comes along and it sort of, it might feel that it takes that from you because you don't have the time or just life priorities. It, it doesn't fit in your life in the same way. And it can be really, there's a grieving process. It can be really, really hard to let that part go. And I think it's really powerful to periodically reassess those values, knowing that I now have a child or that I have this, I'm at this stage in my career, or, you know, I'm at this point in my marriage or relationship. These are the things that are most important to me and that I want to, you know, maybe family does take a higher priority than it, it did in when you were 19. That's probably the case for most of us, you know? I think that's really, really powerful, though, just to kind of keep that front and center that this isn't something static and stagnant in our life. It's going to change and ebb and flow. To our Patreon supporters, thank you. We appreciate you so much. Our goal has always been for moms to know they're not alone in the tough and challenging phases of motherhood. We know Mama Needs a Moment provides this to our listeners. We are thrilled with the growth of the podcast over the past two years. Last year, Spotify shared that Mama Needs a Moment was in the top 30% most followed podcasts, was heard in nine countries, and had more content than 97% of other creators in the family category. We have recently launched a Patreon account for Mama Needs a Moment. This is a great way for you to provide additional support to Her Health Collective. We've set up three options for Patreon supporters, each with its very own perks, such as special events, discounts, and bonus content from each and every podcast guest that is available only to our Patreon supporters. Will you become a Patreon supporter? It would mean the world to us. And in the beginning of our conversation, when we were just getting to know you a little bit, you spoke about your graduate career in research where you were looking at the transition to parenthood. The comical part of this is that you were childless when you were doing this dissertation. You were a 20-something graduate student. And you joke that five years of research on the topic of transitioning to parenthood was not adequate preparation for the actual experience. Fast forwarding to the present, where you have since helped many women through the transition, you now have four kids of your own, and you admit that you're still a work in progress as a working parent, which I love. I love that transparency. Something you talk about with clients is the quote unquote secret gift of parenting and how it can actually be the most fertile ground for professional development. 
will you please share about what this is? What is this secret gift that you're implying? Yeah, I, I think the secret gift is recognizing that parenting is a leadership development tool, essentially, right? And that when you have a biologically, when you have a baby, and in, this is true of birthing parents and non-birthing parents, your brain primes itself for learning. It act, The neurobiology of your brain changes to allow you to learn new things, in particular, to allow you to be more sensitive to the emotional needs of other people, i.e. your baby, right? It, it, biologically, evolutionarily, this makes a lot of sense. We don't like as a culture, I think, appreciate how cool that is and what an opportunity we have, right? Because we, yes, we can learn throughout our adulthood, but I think we kind of forget that, right? We forget that we can learn new things. And so I talk about the the four Ps of parental leadership skills, all of these groups of, of skills that you learn that improve your presence at work, whether you go right back or take a pause of a year or a pause of 10 years, right? And so one is that obvious one of those like people skills, emotional intelligence, empathy, empowerment, um, all of those kind of soft skills that we talk about as being helpful for leadership. But another one is processing skills, like being really decisive and prioritizing things, right? When you become a parent, you are drinking from the fire hose, right? Like you were just taking in new information constantly and having to make decisions and kind of put it in categories in your brain and then act. So that is a skill that you get better at through the process of parenting. Another one is being productive. You know, I always say, if you want something done, give it to a working mother because we just figure out how to get stuff done in 30 seconds of time between a diaper change and a toddler meltdown. Or, you know, I am doing work sometimes at my kid's soccer practice while trying to watch. And multitasking is maybe not the solution to everything. But I think you do gain the skill of saying, I just have to figure out a way to get it done and, and develop some tenacity, if you will and be really efficient with my time. And then the last one is this bigger picture perspective taking and planning and prioritizing tasks and anticipating needs, right? Like just simply going to the park can be an exercise in project management if you think about it, right? Because you've got to think about, all right, how far is it? How are we going to get there? When's nap time? Who needs snacks? Who's going to, uh, when, when are kids going to start having a meltdown if we're there too long, but what's the window that's too short? How much heads up do I need to give them about leaving so they don't have a tantrum as we leave? And, um, you know, what's the weather? Do we need sunscreen? Do we need hats? Do we need bug spray, right? And you're doing all of this anticipating and planning to make it go off as smoothly as possible and you're pivoting when inevitably something uh, unexpected shows up or some kid has an unexpected tantrum, right? You are being the project manager for your family all the time. And that again, another just incredibly useful skill at work. So we think of working parents as having like their foot out the door from a, a corporate perspective. And yet I think the entirely opposite is true, right? Working parents are working their tails off and they're bringing all these things to the table that nobody even recognizes. Ooh, that's fantastic to change the perspective of the way that we're looking at working parents, that they are bringing all of these skills. They're improving their presence at work is what you said. And I love that idea of thinking of it in that way, that they're bringing these skills. And you had said, looking at it as a project manager, 
piece of it and how the project managers, my husband's a project manager and he blows my mind, the things that he organizes in all these different schedules. And I have to stop and be like, but wait a minute, aren't I doing the same thing, but behind the scenes, right? Like in the family. So thank you for that. That's fantastic to have that shift of perspective. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise. We're excited to share it. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. It was a really great conversation. That was another great episode with Anne. And it makes me excited to come to the end of our conversation when you and I can connect. And I love hearing what you took away from it and then seeing if it's the same things that I take away from it. So go ahead. I want you share first. Okay. (laughs) So she talked a lot about values and being in alignment with your values. And she answered my, my question that was percolating in my mind was if you don't know your values, how do you go about finding them? How do you, I mean, everyone says that stay in line with your values. Okay. But what are my values? And she gave a quick little summary on how you can tell. And basically when you're following your values, it's feeling fulfilled rather than being on autopilot. And it's also determining what are the most important things to me as a person and then what puts me at my best. And I thought that those were really great ways of narrowing it down because you can go and take all sorts of different quizzes online and there's going to be so many, I mean, honesty and connection. I mean, there's all these words that are going to come up, but it's like, what is sticking with you. So I loved that part. There was a couple other things that I really loved in that conversation. One of which is, and I mentioned this in the conversation with Anne, but this idea that it's okay for our values to change over time and the importance of periodically reassessing them. Because I think that that's really, really powerful to, well, as I said, and you heard in the conversation, all my reasons why, but I think it's really easy to get stuck in this but this has always been important to me and not acknowledging like, Hey, sometimes things change and we need to re reassess that. And I, in that conversation, I also loved, she mentioned not looking at what's important to everyone else and not looking at what everyone else says I should do or what everyone else says should be important to me. Because I think that's another trap that is easy to fall into in motherhood and in work life. And just in life, life, like life is lifing, right? Um, It's easy to fall into this trap of, oh, well, they're doing this or they're saying that, or this is important to them. So this should be important to me too, because I like them and I like how they show up in the world and the work world and the motherhood world. And that's not always the case. It's really important to take that power back for yourself. And so much of her messaging, I felt had to do around empowering yourself. And I thought that was very important. Mm, And And then what fits for you, for sure. Right. You can get ideas from others, Mm -hmm. but then you have to sit with it and say, okay, if I was to carry this and bring this on to belong to me, how will it feel to me? How will it work? And I think also that jogged something for me. There are some things where I look at someone and I'm like, I love that. And I want that to be important to me. Like I I want it. Like that's a really cool thing. But at the end of the day, when I sit back and just sit with it, it's not important to me. (laughs) 
right. you know, like I, I look at someone's life and their pictures on social media or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I, I wish that that was something that I could prioritize. But at the end of the day, it's just not that big of a value for me. There are other things that are more important to me. So that's kind of powerful too, to just sit with that. And then, yes, the conversation around the secret gift of parenting, where Anne dives into this, this message that parenting is actually a leadership development tool. And I absolutely love that. She goes through the four Ps, which are people skills, processing skills, being productive, and perspective taking. But more than just the list of the four Ps, I love the message behind it and this idea that because you are a mother doesn't in any way make you less when it comes to the working world or the corporate world or the professional world. You have a whole host of skills and talents that can show up in the workplace, that do show up in the workplace. We as women in particular just need to know how to market and sell them because she talks about people skills, which are the soft skills. But when you get into processing skills, being productive and perspective taking, those are no longer just soft skills. Those have hard, tangible results in the workplace. And I think it's really important, whether you're going back to work, already working, or not planning to work at all, to look in the mirror and to acknowledge to yourself, I am doing important work. I am daily showing up and I, I am doing so many things. And regardless, again, if, you're, if you have a full-time job, you need to also acknowledge that you are doing this other full-time job at home. If you are a stay-at-home mom, you need to acknowledge how much work is going into right. running your household in the way that you do. If you are looking to go back to work, you need to think about the time that you've spent as a mom as this window of opportunity. And it's all about how you phrase things. And I hope that we are moving into a space where more corporations and businesses acknowledge the the power of of motherhood and what is gained and what skills are used during that time but go get someone to help you with a resume because <laughs> absolutely um, don't sell it, yourself it's short yeah I mean, yeah because if you're if you're not looking at it if you're not sure how to word it and you're not sure what you have contributed you'll sell yourself short and there's just so much that you're giving to the world and people yeah. need to recognize that. To all of our Patreon subscribers, and if you're not one, go ahead and get signed up. We have a great bonus episode from Anne. Where Anne talks about defining your unique vision of success and prioritizing what truly matters. We've enjoyed hanging out with you today, friend. We hope you got to finally enjoy a hot cup of coffee as you listened. Make sure you follow us so you're the first to know when we drop a new episode. If you've enjoyed your time with us, let us know by leaving a review. We always love hearing from you. Until next time, stay true to you.